Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. Not here. He is here remotely. We're doing this today. Happy Easter to each and every one of you out there who celebrate it. Um, Mike is uh, remote today because, you know, festivities and stuff like that. But that never stops us from delivering a great product. Um, I just wanted to start off to take the, to, just to take a quick moment here, uh, you know, as we all know, we're, you know, we're all human. So we go through real life, real life instances. And, and as you guys may remember uh, a couple of years back, we lost uh, Mike's grandfather. Uh, unfortunately this past week uh, we lost mine. Um, so this show goes out to my grandfather, uh, Gerald Cordes. Uh, he passed away on Friday. So uh, this show is dedicated to him. Uh, big loss for me and my family. Uh, but me and Mike are still here doing what we do best because, you know, the show must go on. And he knew that I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't continue to do it. And I don't think he'd have it any other way. So I just want to take a moment out here to to dedicate this show to him. Uh, and we're going to go out here and we're going to do what we do best. Um, we got a lot of stuff to cover this week. We've got mock draft central. Me and Mike are going to go over some potential scenarios dictated by a computer, which is going to be a lot of fun. Next week is going to be full NFL draft all day long. So be prepared for that. I'm hoping to get uh, my dad, Ryan Johnson on there once again, to kind of give us some of his expertise. He is the uh, Mr. Mock draft. He's been sending me mock drafts for about four months now. So I just text Mike, I go, he sent me another one and he just laughs. So, um, so hopefully we'll have a lot of that coming in. We're also going to be doing a wrestling check-in. We've got some unique storylines going on in both the WWE and AEW. We haven't talked about AEW in a hot minute. So we're going to do that. Talking tag titles, talking uh, the big shows AEW's had the ring of honor connection, lots of stuff to go over this week. So Mike, let's just jump right in. Um, let, let's start with the, uh, you want to start with the mock draft stuff? You want to start wrestling? Which one do you want to start with this week? We Super ended last week wrestling too. So let's do mock draft. We're going to do mock draft first. All right. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot of talk and Mike's going to bring up the mock draft right now for us. So basically I'm going to frame this up for you guys. So what we're going to do is we're going to be picking for the Detroit lions, but more importantly than the pick itself, we're trying to talk about scenarios here. So, um, you know, we're going to go to a mock draft, uh, generator. And then what's going to happen basically from there is the other, the computer is going to take for everybody else. We're going to pick for the lions, but really dive into each scenario. What do you think is the best way to get us there? And we'd love to hear your opinions as well. So go online, do some mock drafts. You can do ones with trades, do ones without trades, but really we're going to be focusing on two and 32. We may throw a trade or two scenario in there if it makes sense. Um, with these mock draft simulators, a lot of times, Mike, you know, we get every draft, like everybody wants to trade for every pick. So <laughs> it's mm -hmm. one of those scenarios where we got to be smart about it, but, yeah. um, either way though. So I think we should just hop right in. So Mike, for those of the, uh, those of, uh, us who want to follow along at home, what, uh, what mock draft simulator are you using? Do you have one that you, that uh, you go to? I'm using the pro football focus mock draft simulator. Okay. Okay. So I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't have one specifically that I'd love to use. It was just yeah. 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 Well, that's a good one. Yeah. Pro football network. I know is another one that a lot of people like to use as well. Yeah. Um, you get like a good big board and all that good stuff, but okay. So we're going to kick this off here, Mike, let us know when you kick it off okay. and then let it goes, who goes right, first. Go, yeah. So we're going to go two rounds. Yep. So we can cool. see that 34 pick. Yeah. That's important for sure. Yeah. All right. So we will start drafts. Do all right, so like everyone on Earth probably expects, <laughs> Ian Hutchinson goes number one because okay. the Minecraft never lies. Right, of course. Okay, so that brings up kind of our first scenario here at number two. So in the most, probably the most likely of scenarios, right, Ian mm -hmm. Hutchinson goes one. Um, 
And so what you're left on the big board is who you write. You got Kayvon Thibodeau, Kyle Hamilton, Trayvon Walker, Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Um, just, just throwing some names out there. Um, the reason I mentioned Kenny Pickett, he did visit, he did visit Detroit, you know, it's yes, one did. of his first uh, official visits that people know of. So everybody and their mother freaked out about that. Um, before we kind of get to the other guys, Mike, speaking of the quarterback position, we've always, we, I think we've kind of talked Malik enough at this point, whether or not, mm-hmm. you know, we want him here or not. Uh, I know you are pretty high on Kenny Pickett for a lot of reasons. Um, mm-hmm. you know, early on in the draft process, has that kind of stayed ever since the combine and seeing what he's done at his pro day. And then two, give me, you know, do you like the fact that at least they're doing the due diligence on, on him? Um, I don't think the likelihood of him is going it to was very high, but give me your thought on, on Kenny Pickett as a prospect, as we're about two weeks away from the draft. Yeah. I, I personally like Kenny Pickett a lot. Uh, yeah. He's probably like, it's, it's hard. Cause I don't think any of these quarterbacks, like if you look at last year's class, yeah, I don't think any of these quarterbacks go above the top four. Mm-hmm. Even maybe Mac Jones would be five. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you take Mac Jones or Kenny Pickett or Malik Wells. Like I think that's a positive. Yeah. Um, so I don't like they're not he, none of these guys are on that level, but in comparison to the guys that are in this class specifically, he's probably either my first or second. I think the, the big concerning thing that he has is his small hand thing, which even though it's hysterical to say, oh, we're not going to grab the with four hands. Yeah. Um, I do yeah. think that the, the idea of fumbling is very high with him. And mm-hmm. the idea that, like, he was having trouble in the rain getting snapped on the center. Yeah. Is, um, is a uh, grip yeah. is not there when he's right. gripping the buttocks of the center. So, <laughs> so he, it, it. it's that's my yeah. minor concern with Kenny Pickett. But I think in terms of like outside of his hand size mm-hmm. disabilities, I think everything else I would love to have and give me pick it. Yeah. I think he's good in the pocket. I think he's got good footwork. I think he's fast enough. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I thought he had a breakout season. I know some people, um, it, 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 I think everybody I can, I kind of think at this point has their one quarterback that they'd like for whatever reason. I I've seen some people that are really high on Matt Corral, uh, a lot of people really like Desmond Ritter, especially after he ran his 40 time. I think he ran like a four or five something. Um, yeah, so everybody's kind of got their individual flavor. I tend to lean if you're going to, if there is a quarterback, is my number one would probably Malik Willis. Um, mm-hmm. The deep ball accuracy is phenomenal. We've seen that the athletic ability, right? It's there, the arm strength. He, he needs to work on obviously the intermediate. And I think that's why he's the perfect guy. If you're going to take one, especially in the time where you don't think you're going to win right this second, he, he's a mm-hmm. good guy to take. Um, I, I think that, but I don't think any quarterback in this class though, is a guy that you can take and go plop him in and go, we're immediately a thousand times better. Like even yeah. like even the teams like Seattle, uh, Carolina, um, Houston, I, I, I would not maybe hazard guess and be like, okay, they like him over Davis Mills or Drew Locke or um, even Sam Darnold at this point. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think your football team got better by swapping out Sam Darnold for Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm if that makes any sense. I don't know how you feel about that situation uh, in some of those spots, but um, that's kind of where I'm at with this quarterback class. Yeah. I actually think this class is one of the, like we always talk about how like picking a quarterback in the second, third or fourth round is kind of sketch. Yeah. Right. And I think this is the first class where like, I've seen a lot of mock drafts where like Seattle uses their 
pick number 40 in yeah. the second round on right. Desmond Ritter. Right. And I'm like, I think that is a like yeah, good a very there. good value pick mm-hmm. for a quarterback who has like pretty good upside, who right. was pretty good in college, yeah. who you're like, you're trying to just find your guy. So if you mm-hmm. pick one in, at 40 in the second round and he right. could just turn into first four years, Russell Wilson, where he wasn't crazy, right. but he was just like not losing you games. I think it's a great value. Yeah. Um, sure. So I, I guys like that and Matt Corral, I think are really good in that sense. But I think Malik Willis will eventually turn into yeah the guy you know, out of the at, at least at, at least a very good player out of this class. Right for sure. Uh, next week, I you know we may talk the Baker Mayfield effect as well as we kind of stamp our picks in, and maybe there's some predictions there. But okay, um, so at two, we got to talk about before as we've talked about uh, all these defensive linemen, these defenses, we have to talk about the rumors that. Apparently, according to Albert Breer, heard somebody say that Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions, is not a huge fan of Kayvon Thibodeau's personality. He does not think that Kayvon will fit at all in the culture that they are trying to build here in Detroit. Um, I don't know how you feel about this, Mike, but I feel like that is the biggest smokescreen type of of comment for a lot of reasons um i you know i'll get your opinion first before i kind of get into mine but um talk to me about what you thought immediately when you heard that comment and, and kind of what you know a about dan campbell about what they're trying to do and all of the information that we do have all the scouting that they've done all the insight that brad holmes has done into thibodeau kind of give me your thoughts on where you think the lions are at and where dan campbell's at with thibodeau as a prospect yeah i think that's interesting because i think on one hand uh, Thibodeau uh, has like early on in the process, Dan Campbell was like, we want a guy that will be a day one starter, right. You know, impact the team immensely, blah, 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 blah. And that's what Brad Holmes wants, obviously too. Right. So I think when, when you're looking at that checklist of boxes, Thibodeau, 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 Thibodeau all the way. Right. But then there's also the off the field issue of mm-hmm. people question, well, does he, does he really like football? Like, does he right. really enjoy right. like going out there if he's getting paid $5 million a year to go and like actually like put in the work and do this stuff. And I think that's the part where Dan Campbell's like, I kind of want guys who just love the game and who are going to put it all on the field for us. And I think right. if Thibodeau, you know, if the lions, because I don't project the lions to be a nine, 10, 11 win football team this year, sure. if they're going to, if, if they're like, if they're at two or three wins in week eight or nine, it's going to be like, I think guys like Aiden Hutchinson would still give max effort every single game, no matter right. what. Right. I think Thibodeau, I think the worry about him is he might just try to shut it down or just like right. walk through the walk through it while they're bad. Right. And I don't think that's something Campbell wants. So is it a smokescreen? I think to an extent, yes, probably. Cause I think yeah. if he's there at number two and Aiden goes one, he's probably the picket two. Yeah. But is it like also maybe like 5% accurate that Campbell's like, I wouldn't love this guy also. Yeah. I also think that's true also. Yeah. I think this is tough for me because I, I, the, the problem that I have with, with the comments is the fact that we, um, you know, we came out, we heard last week as well. And I don't know if we mentioned on the show, but Campbell has not gone to anybody's pro day. And that was because he was sick for a little bit of time. That's why he didn't go to the owner's meetings. And he intentionally said, okay, if I can't go to this one, I'm not going to any of them. And so I think that he is, he needs like, I'm judging these prospects strictly on the tape. And because that he's doing that strictly on the tape, 
I just find it hard to believe that he's going out and telling people, yeah, this guy is a weirdo or this guy doesn't love football or this guy doesn't do this or that. I just, as forthright as Dan Campbell is on so many things, whether it's a quarterback play, whether it's making the decision to take over play calling, whatever that case may be, I just find it very hard to believe. Now, maybe it's because I've kind of talked myself into him already being the pick at two. Maybe that's what it is. But I just find it very hard to believe that Campbell just said, yeah, he's, I, I can't work with this guy. And I think he, I think, and we talked about this last week a little bit. If, if Thibodeau was not the pick, there's something wrong. Like yes. there, there's gotta be something that the, scared the lions away. And that Brett, I, I don't believe Brett Holmes is an idiot and he's done so much work on him that I can't imagine. He's just going to be like, there's a lot of question marks, but I think we're just going to take them anyway. Yeah, that is this, not their style. I feel like, I feel like if they miss if they if they take someone else here, yeah. it's going to be like one of those like the movie The Draft Day uh-huh. with Kevin Costner, right. where like the quarterback's like, oh, this, it's the Trevor Lawrence class or whatever, right. like the greatest prospect ever. But he's like, oh, he didn't invite people to the birthday party though. Yeah. No he li- he lied asshole. about giving the money back in the back. And then of the playbook. yeah, yeah, <laughs> he didn't give the hundred dollars back or whatever, but the other two guys did. Yeah. So then like his his integrals as a oh human being gosh. were in question. Yeah. So that's why we want Trayvon Walker over Thibodeau. Yeah. Something crazy like that. I, I will go out and, and I'm glad you mentioned Trayvon Walker. Um, I am in the camp. Or Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. If they take Trayvon Walker at two, mm-hmm. I am going to be a very, very salty boy because I have talked myself pretty darn hard out of, out of him being the pick. And here's why at two, it, honestly at two, three, four, five, you are not going to take a guy with unproven pass rush ability to play defensive mm-hmm. end. He's an athletic freak. I get it. I think he has potential to be one of the best run stuffers in the league in a couple of years. But if we did not have the NFL combine or just say defensive lineman didn't run the 40 yard dash, would we mm-hmm. really be talking about Traven Walker being a top five pick? I don't think the answer is yes. There was mm-hmm. no... I didn't, no one came in thinking, everyone said, oh man, those Georgia D linemen are pretty darn good. You know, I'm looking forward to seeing them in the teens and the late half of first round. And then this dude runs a four or five and everybody loses their minds. I am not going to judge a defensive lineman on how fast they can run 40 yards. I'll judge you by your 10 yard split. I'll judge you by mm-hmm. your three cone. I'm not going to judge you based off your 40 yard dash. And for me, a guy with six and a half sacks has the least upside, I think, as a pass rusher where if we're thinking it's got to be a pass rusher at two, I mean, from an upside perspective, I think Thibodeau's one. I think highest floor is Aiden Hutchinson. And then at the bottom of both of those, I think is Trayvon Walker. I just mm-hmm. don't, I, I don't know how you feel about him as a prospect. He is completely off my board at two. If he fell to 32, fine. If you're picking at 20, <laughs> fine, but not at two. Not at two. And I, 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 just, I just can't understand why. I know people love the upside. Of mm-hmm. it. But at some point I need to see that this team is not in the position to draft strictly on upside. You need mm-hmm. a difference maker and you need to get these picks, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The Trayvon Walker one, I think the hard thing about it is I think with Brad Holmes picking yeah. for what, for the draft class he brought in last year for the relatively the most part was very, very good. Yeah. Um, Early good I would returns. say, I would say that like if they pick Tra- Trayvon Walker, I think we'd come on the show and go, I don't know. It's almost like if you picked a quarterback, right? It's, yeah. it's one of those, like, I don't know about this one, mm-hmm. but, but, and you have to put the butt in there. Yeah. I'll watch the first three weeks of the season. Yeah. And then we can kind of grade it there. Yeah. Like if they, if he picks Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau, 
I think right now we're, we would sit here on a Sunday yeah. after or the Monday after and go, right. all right, that was a B plus, A minus pick, whatever, like right, right, right. whatever grade you want to give For the pick sure. or whatever. We think it would be a great pick. The Trayvon Walker was one's like, let's uh, let's kind of like prolong this grade system <laughs> yeah, until right. the first week of the season to see like kind of what he does yeah. before we give it out a grade. Yeah. So I, I think I think that's the worry for Trayvon Walker. Now I do think Trayvon Walker could be amazing. I, I yeah. I think any of these guys could be wrong. real. Yeah, but honestly, I just, yeah, for sure. I'm just not I'm not 100 sold on him. But I'm not also 100 sold on Thibodeau either. So, I, for, for me, I think Thibodeau offers the more boomer bust ratio. I just don't think yeah. Thibodeau, I just don't think that Traven Walker gives you anything on tape to make you yeah. think, oh, dude, this guy's got all like he flashes this amazing pass rush ability. Yeah, the the hard thing about any of that on tape. Yeah, the hard thing is that like like Aiden Hutchinson, where a lot of people are gonna shoot at like that Georgia game and go, yeah. See what right. he got against Georgia, though. Like he was playing like Maryland and decimating with Georgia. It's right. like, okay, well, Georgia was going up against the Alabamas and the LSUs of the world, mm-hmm. where Thibodeau was going up against USC and Washington. Right. So, like, I think that's also a hard comparison to make directly yeah. from colleges. Well, one guy was at Georgia, yes, he's playing Alabama in the national championship, or one guy's playing at Oregon, playing in the Rose Bowl against yeah. Ohio State, who is yeah. a much lesser talent than what Alabama was. Right. So it's but so that, me, that's also the hard thing too. Yeah. But for me, when you I go strictly it, on like the stats of it, like, yeah, no, Oh, you only got six just, and a half sacks. Honestly, well, you, I'm you play yeah, the harder conference. Right. For sure. But it, to your point there as well. Right. I would then tend to lean towards, okay. Yeah. He played the harder conference, but he, he still wasn't the difference maker to be worthy of number two, I guess is my yeah. thing too. Right. So like for me, I'm looking for a guy that I'd like, I notice on tape, right. Mm-hmm. If, if, if Aiden Hutchinson is playing a bad, uh, Northern Illinois team. I want him to dictate the pace of the game. Yeah. I want him. And I think that is what he showed. I think Thibodeau, um, you know, I, I think Tom, some people forget he had a bum ankle this year as well. So you, you can mm-hmm. tell some lack of explosiveness at times, but I don't know. For me, it is, it is Hutchinson and Thibodeau. And then a far away eight is not, is Walker. I would honestly rather have Kyle Hamilton. If they, if they take Thibodeau off their board, I'd rather have Hamilton than I would Trayvon Walker. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's uh, how, that's how I, I think that that one that one that one's tough. I think in terms of like who the better player would be, I'd rather have Kyle Hamilton. Yeah, but I think the positional value, I think Trayvon Walker is probably more equal. But, but the other thing too, I don't like about this, and and maybe this goes into a little bit of conversation next week as well when we kind of go through all first thirty-two picks. You know, is I don't know how much of a fan I am with potentially taking the third best guy at, at a position mm-hmm. that high, right? Like, unless it's a quarterback that you're madly in love with, right? Because you see something, right? Or it's like, they're all too close to call. I don't necessarily think that Trayvon Walker is all that close as a pass rusher to Thibodeau or Hutchinson. So to me, it's like, man, you're taking at best, the third best pass rusher, maybe in this class at number two, because you're mm-hmm. hoping you can develop him because of his quote unquote athletic athletic traits. I just, you know, if this dude was Miles Garrett, I'd be okay, fine. But it's just not the same. It's just not the same mm-hmm. dude. So it's interesting. Anyway, all right, let's get to it. Who do you who are we gonna pick here at, at two? We got we've got, you know, we've kind of went through everybody. Um, all anybody that's really been linked to him. I still think Thibodeau's the guy until tell me somebody yeah, tells me. I, I would I would uh I would lean Thibodeau probably. All right, let's let's and, go with Thibodeau in this scenario. Yeah. That and then we'll good. keep going. Yeah. 
Ooh, all right, we're, we're speed. I love this. This is fast, so it speeds through. I can't yeah, see yeah. any of them. All <laughs> right, so let's take a look here. What do we got? So we had guys like Kyle. Wow, there's a lot of secondary game. Hey, that's crazy. Okay. Yeah. So we had Kyle Hamilton go three to the Texans. Yep. Derek Stingley going four to the Jets. Wow. Over the thing is, Gardner. Wow, the funny thing is, Amon Gardner goes five to the Giants. So it's like, I guess. Yeah. They just take whatever uh, corner. Derek Stingley made himself a lot of money by running that four three. Uh, yeah, a lot of money. Um, Panthers pick uh, Iquanu the tackle at six. Just hmm. shocking because Evan Neal's still there, but you know that's the Panthers kind of thing to do. Right. right. Um, Giants pick Trayvon Walker at seven, which again at seven I would go okay. That makes right. I could I could see that at seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Atlanta takes Evan Neal at eight, probably strictly because he's by far the best player out there. <laughs> it's not even close. Seattle picks Charles Cross at nine. Garrett Wilson goes 10 to the Jets. Yeah. Um, and then just kind of going around some of the bigger names. Malik Willis going 13 to the Texans, which would be kind of wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamison Williams goes 17 to the Chargers, getting more receiver help, you know, because they need more receiver help. Um, what are these funny ones to see? Do the Packers <laughs> – this would be really. This would be a Packers like two point yeah. So Tyler Lindenbaum, the center, goes at twenty two to the Packers. Yeah. Twenty eight. Kyer Elam, the corner out of Florida, <laughs> to twenty eight. That'd be the biggest. Hey, they just signed Sammy Watkins. The receiver problems are solved. They just signed Sammy Watkins. They're good. Just like the the Lions signing Deshaun Elliott, who is going to be their day one starting safety next to Tra- Tracy Rob, Walker. This this would be. Just I'd comedy die. gold. I would die. That guy. That guy from uh. That guy from uh. What's his face? Uh, the Pat McAfee show. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get enough. I need a camera. Oh, I know I Ty Schmidt. Camera. He's hilarious. Yeah, he's. I need. Really a, I need a him camera. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so twenty nine. Can't see. Pick Andrew Booth. Thirty. Can't see. Pick Boy Mafe. Thirty one. Wow, no receiver for them either. That's interesting. Um, and thirty one Bengals pick Lewis Sign safety out of Georgia. Okay. So so, so what's our big? So here's some. Like? Yeah. So here is some guys that are ranked high that I don't think are very high. Yeah. Um. Some some of the bigger ones that I I've seen. So David Ojabo is still there, obviously because he tore his ACL, so he's not right. like anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, Dax Hill's still sitting around. Um, we like Dax Hill. We like Dax Hill. In this Drake show. or uh, that's Drake Jackson. Never mind. I thought Drake London was still there. I was like, <laughs> oh, that would have been just wild. Okay, let me let me go by position here. Let me yeah, yeah. Um. So guys like George Pickens, um, Christian, Christian Watson, Watson still. Ooh, yeah, Christian yeah. Watson still there. Yeah. John Mechie is still there. Uh, I know he's probably a later pick, but yeah, like yeah, nice looking there. though. Yeah, some people have him um, in round one, which I think is crazy, but okay. What uh, what position specifically do you want? To look well, at? let's take a look at there. so wide receiver. Um, we we did get some other rumors. I'm glad you brought up wide receiver because there was some rumors and some and some news coming out that the Lions are not done adding to the wide receiver room. Um, yes. and I assume at, they'll use one of their top yes. four or five. On a so, but they said that they're looking to add more speed to give Jared Goff a true evaluation, right? So uh, Christian Watson was one of the guys, the wide receiver from Tennessee. I'm, uh, his name is escaping me at the moment. And then David Bell, which doesn't make any sense because David Bell and speed don't correlate at all because he's slow. Um, but oh, uh, uh, Vellis Jones Jr. Yes. Tennessee wide receiver. Yes. I believe that's the other yes. one that they were looking at um, that apparently that they've in, been intrigued by. Um, I think Christian Watson is a slam dunk pick here because it, at this point, looking at the receiver room as contrary to last year, St. Brown, um, uh, DJ Shark, Josh Reynolds, um, Cody okay. Freeman, Squintes, those are all a lot of guys that you, you yes. can put in there. 
So I, I would say, because I do like Christian Watson, yeah. and I do think I would love him at yeah. one of these. I think that if you look, because the fun thing about the 32-34 mm-hmm. is that you only have one team in between right. your two right. picks here, right? right? Right. So I think the odds that Jacksonville takes receiver Especially when you got guys like well, they just paid Christian Kirk and they've got they Marvin just paid Jones. Christian Kurtz and they got Marvin yeah. Jones Let's and if they do if they do pick someone it'd probably be Dotson or Pickens because yeah. those are higher commodity picks at that point. Right. I think you'd probably want to go safety or linebacker here. Yeah. Let's and at thirty four get Watson. What's the linebacker? I feel like there's a there's a better the chance. What's the, so what's the linebacker debt? Linebackers we got Leo Chanel, the Wisconsin guy. Mm-hmm. Ryan Asamoah, the Oklahoma guy. Chad Muma, the Wyoming guy. I heard yep. he's, he's I, a uh, lot of people. One of the bigger the name league, guys. A lot of people in the league have basically said if Chad Muma's there at some point in this range, mm-hmm. it, you might as well give him a Lions jersey. Yeah, like everyone is kind um, of putting him. Chris, in Christian Harris, uh, Alabama linebacker, is there. Um, Darian Beavers, Cincinnati linebacker. Quay Walker, Georgia linebacker. Yeah, let's talk um, a little bit about – I do want to talk about Nicobe Dean just for a second because I know there's been some mock drafts where he has fallen to 32. What do you think the likelihood of him being there at 32 is? I don't see it being very likely in my opinion. I don't see it because I think there's a lot of teams here like – so he goes 23 to Arizona, right? Yeah. So him and Simmons, whatever. But I think you, know, you could go down the list here like Cowboys, Bills, yeah. Tennessee, Bucks probably wouldn't. Chiefs, one of their two picks, maybe could also absolutely, say, yeah, absolutely could. So sure. I think I think it's going to be a lot of people are going to have to pass right on him. Mm-hmm. And like Steelers take Devin Lloyd at twenty, right? But like, there's a lot of teams here yeah. that are probably like looking at a linebacker, especially a yeah. really good starting one. Yeah. So I would be shocked. Now, if yeah. Nicobe Dean gets to 27, 28, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to trade up at that spot too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they really like a guy like Nicobe Dean. Right. But right. um and he has I don't he think is, I really don't have a visit. He does have a visit with the Lions too. Yeah. He does have one of those pre 30 oh. visits. So yeah. I also I also like guys like you said, like Chad Muma enough. Yeah. The and Wisconsin like with, guy with the idea with the as well. Yeah, the Leo Chanel guy. Yeah, yeah. Or Ch- Chanel, yeah. 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 But like with the Christian Watson and like having um Dax Hill available here too. Yeah, I think those I think those guys kind of overtake the linebacker at this point. But because yeah. you got you also have uh, Jaquan Brisker, the Penn State safety. Yeah, I know a lot of people really really yeah um, read his pro day. like him Lions too. Read his pro day as well. Yep. So I I think I think it's really hard if you're sitting there at 32 going all right. So 34 you really like Chad Muma or Christian Watson and maybe those would be your two picks here. Honestly, you could do right. that yeah, also. Yeah, you could for sure. But I think I think Dex Hill's also. Yeah, has to be on the table. I kind of think you're right here um, at at this point. Speaking because of the wide receiver depth, as much as I I do think that they need to take a wide receiver relatively high here, uh, just because of the depth of the receiver position in this draft, I'd like to get it. And I think Christian Watson, I kind of have my heart set on him a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you because he, him to me, fits everything that they want. He's a bigger guy. He ran super fast. He's got decent hands. um, And honestly, with Watson, I know some people say he's had some problems with drops, but if you can give me DK Metcalf version two, a little less body to him, but if that's what he is for you, I don't think anyone's going to complain. Like, low no. key, you know what I mean? I mean, so, yeah, I mean, I mean, some people will complain. Well, that's but people who will like, never be happy. I don't know what to tell you, but like, yeah. you know, but two, and I think Christian Watson coming to Detroit, especially where you have Shark, you have Amon Ra, you have Josh Reynolds, at minimum, those three guys are mm-hmm. guys that can make 
allow Christian Watson to do what they did with Kenny Galladay, where you had Golden Tate and Marvin Jones. You let him sit under the tree a little bit, and he didn't have to be the number one guy. DJ mm-hmm. Shark and Amon Ross St. Brown are clearly the number one and number two, however you want to put it, the receivers yeah. on this team. But to have a guy like Christian Watson who can then blow the doors off people, and, mm-hmm. and I mean, just as I don't care if he just runs in a straight line every play, if that's what it takes, yeah. right, to have other people open. But having a guy like that who can really make your offense just so explosive, um, he's a very intriguing to me. But all that being said, if they come out of this draft with a, with a scenario of, of Thibodeau, uh, Dax Hill, in Christian and Christian Watson or, or Chad yeah. Muma or Any Chad Muma at 34, yeah. any right. of those any three combination or even Jaquan Brisker. Like say, say Dax Hill goes top bottom yeah. half of the first round and Jaquan Brisker is the pick. I, yeah. I'm the, not going to be mad. Yeah. The one thing I love about Dax Hill, yeah. um, which I don't love about everyone else mm-hmm. is that he's actually technically listed at corner. Yeah. He plays slot corner really well. And right. I know Melo Fon Wu is kind of, that's kind of his And spot they're also going to try Charles, uh, uh, Charles, not Charles Harris. Um, Harris, the other safety. Will, safety. Will, Will Harris. Harris, yeah, they're gonna at corner, yeah, slot. They're gonna try him at slot. So, um, but I think the Dex Hill, the ability of playing elite level safety slash yes. slot corner, I think yes. helps a lot because it's oh, like yeah. okay, if you find say like next year you use your high second or whatever, right, right, uh, your second round pick on uh, right. on a safety next year, right. and you can use Dex Hill in the corner there. You want to get another corner, you can move it up to safety. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that I'm, it's really nice to see their due diligence um, uh, on the safety position, on the wide receiver position, to, to hear those guys kind of in the mix and to hear those rumors and news um, about that is extremely, extremely important for the most part. So it's, it's extremely, you know, it's, it's, it's intriguing. And it's, I think for Lions fans, it is, um, uh, it is extremely um, it's, it's, it's exciting, right? Because it feels like they're attacking positions of need, right? To see Nicobe Dean coming in for a pre 30 visit, you're like, Oh, Nicobe Dean, then maybe they're in on him. Um, and then people freak out when Kenny Pickett comes to town. So it's just one of those double-edged swords. Um, all right. I'm gonna let you take this one at 32. I'm gonna let you do it. And, and, okay. and tell me, tell me what your so, thought process is here. Yeah. So I, I think they're in a great spot. Let me put it this way. If the ball, the board falls this way. I think they're in. A oh yeah. If the board falls this spot. way, you're, you're literally just like eating up yeah. whatever pick you want kind of mm-hmm. here. Um, Cause I, I really don't think, I mean, I think, so I would probably lean um, either Dex Hill or Chen Muma. I think in I, the I think sense Hill camp here. But yeah, I, I would say I'm leaning Dex because I think there's a chance Jacksonville at 33 would take Dex Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sure. I don't think Jacksonville will take a receiver here. So if you really I like. I think him and Brisker are the top two safeties available, right? So if yes. theoretically you could probably fall in love with either one and, and that's the guy. Yeah. But so I would say I, I would there's say more take... linebackers available than there yes. are. And I think that kind of plays. In I think, I think there's more linebackers and receivers available here. Yeah. So making sure you solidify your yep. safety slash slot corner need, I think would be huge. Yeah. And then if you pick 34, uh, getting, you know, whatever guy else you want, really. honestly, whatever one I, I would <laughs> yeah. say maybe Chad Muma, but if you yeah. like Christian Watson, maybe that also, but yeah. then at, you know, 60, five or something like that. Yeah. 66 yeah whatever that number would be in yeah. the third round um then that's where you take another receiver because there's a whole bunch of speed receivers in the strap oh yeah for sure in yeah. my opinion like yep. like i think there's there's two 
left like stud safety corners that you could probably take here. Yep. I think yep. there's about eight or nine receivers that you could probably take here. Yep. So in that sense, I, think I would the like value at, at 32 for Daxel as well. He's clearly the second best corner. I, I think I, I have my board as Hamilton, Dax, Scene, Brisker. That's kind of how I have my yeah, that's how I have yeah. my lineups right my standings right now. If I mm-hmm. had to put out one now. Um and I now do I think there's a bit of a difference between what Hamilton does and what Dax Hill does, but Dax Hill is a legit like I know it's people are like, man, you guys are really Michigan homers, but like guys like Dax Hill and Aiden Hutchinson, they fit the damn yeah, I was gonna say the funny thing about that is like they're the they're the two best culture defense, guys. or honestly yeah. players that Michigan's had in the last like 10 years. Yeah, uh, Dax they're Hill was a way better safety, safety than Jabril Peppers was. Yeah, just throwing he's that better out than there. he's better than Jabril Peppers. We haven't had a defensive lineman that was like amazing since. Can't well, tell you when. A long time ago. Can't say it was Rashawn Gary because he didn't do a damn thing for us. He didn't do anything really. <laughs> uh, Chase Winovich was pretty good, but like, yeah, he, but he was an all effort guy. He was an all effort yeah. guy. He wasn't a a pure like, oh man, this dude's got, you know. And then, skills. and then, I think, I think the next coming years, you're going to see a lot of offensive guys coming out. Yes. Um, yeah. I think Ronnie Bell will be a pretty high commodity <sighs> next year. Yeah. If he um, healthy. And stuff like that. But I think this year, literally the two best defensive players that I've seen play at Michigan in the last like 10 years are just in this draft. So yeah, that's it just crazy. kind of works like that. Right. But yeah, so I'm going to pick Dags Hill here at 32. And I think if, if you told me, if you told every Lions fan right now that coming out of day one, you didn't make any trades, so you didn't trade down, right? Which yeah. I know some people would be dumb, bummed out about, but I don't think it's likely as much as I want it. I, I, I doubt it's bad. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen either. Um, we, we literally say it every, every year, single year. This year if you listen, no good quarterback at that level, yeah. you're like, like if, no you, if you listen to our our podcast every year, we're like, yeah. this would be a really good year to trade down. Yeah. For like X reason, we always yeah. make a reason, and it's yeah. always a good reason to. But they're they're probably never gonna. No, not in this one especially. You know, I can see them trading up this year. I could definitely yeah. see them trading up. I I here's the thing: if they just love Hutchinson, I yeah. think there's a world where you trade up, you you throw in a couple firsts, and you just. Yeah. All right. I, I, yeah, just, I don't. You throw yeah, in 34 and that or whatever. And you yeah, just, that's the only position I don't want them to. I do not want them to trade from two to one. That's the only yeah. thing I don't want them to do. Other than that, I'm pretty much down to clown for anything. But to your point, if if they if you told me uh, next Thursday night at midnight, whenever the first round ends, that the Lions got Kayvon Thibodeau and Dax Hill picks two and 32, yeah. you go and, okay, and the so board safety. Yeah. And the board fell the way it did where you've got plenty of options at 34 and at 66 and at 97, I think is the other one. 90, 97. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's like, if you told me that's how the board fell and that's the two guys you had in 34, you could, you have an opportunity to take a Chad Muma, uh, Chanel or Christian Watson at, at 34. I think everyone goes, Oh my God, this is happening. Oh my gosh, yeah. this is this is happening. Um, yeah, so I'm totally on board with taking Dax Hill. Dax Hill, yeah, so I will take I will take Dax Hill at 32 here. Uh, so Jacksonville picks wide receiver Jahan Dotson at 33. So they oh, do go receiver, gorgeous. Gorgeous. but they don't pick a receiver that I necessarily would fall in love with here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, at 34, like we said, we have literally every option in the book that we were talking about here. Yeah, uh, I think here would be I think here would be a perfect opportunity to take Christian Watson, in my opinion. Okay. All right, because I am I am slightly because of the receiver class this is okay, and with the idea that like you could pull a John Menchie or Calvin Austin the third from Memphis later. That's true. I would true. I would slightly say probably Chad Muma because you know yeah. you get like a for sure okay. linebacker Let's, next. Did you already take Watson or no? No. Okay. 
Yeah, but, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, take Muma and see if Watson goes in the second round. Okay. Uh, let's see. Linebacker. Uh, and then we'll, and then we'll talk wrestling and we'll get out of here. It's a lot yeah. shorter show this week, but we did a massive show last week. It looks like he does go in the second round. Let's see. Does. Can't get the, does it come with the full results here? I think so. Grading your draft. Oh, how do we do? Uh, a minus, A minus. They do not like the chat move. Okay? <laughs> As, okay, let's look at this whole board. Okay. So, That's funny. Um, do I get the second round? Or this would be really awkward if it's just the first round I get here. That'd be it. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, let's see. Um, full results. Here we go. There we go. I like that. <laughs> All right, let's move down. Okay, so we picked Tamula. Even Aljabo goes right after. Really? Uh, yeah. Quan Br- Br- uh, Brisker, the Penn State team you were talking about, goes 41 to Seattle. Jive moves. Right. <laughs> I don't understand. My little brain does not. Uh, uh, Christian okay. Watson, you know what's okay? So this would kind of suck. So Christian Watson drops all the way to 53. That is where Green Bay would pick. Oh, no. So we, no, we literally no, we just made, no, we we just made fun of them. And then, yeah, uh, no, let's not. Um, let's, uh, I don't want that. I don't like that. But yeah, so, uh, but like I said, so at 66, you have guys like uh, John Mechie there that you can pick. Yeah. Want to take that kind of guy, you know? So right. I think I think our draft, this, yeah, this I, first three picks would be pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. Like so, with the, here, with the options. Here is the here's the kind of the the overarching sentiment here, and that is that the Lions are in such a good spot right now. Um, the the some of the depth of this of of this class of of, of guys, right? Wide receiver, uh, safety, linebacker, uh, and play, because you're picking at the top end, you can get one of those two or three defensive ends that maybe are could potentially be game changers for you. The, this draft is really aligning really well with what the lions potentially, when you look at the obvious glaring holes at this team where you go, man, they really could upgrade over Alex Anzalone, man. They really wish they could upgrade over um, uh, maybe, you know, Deshaun Elliott, who just got brought in another guy bridge guy that you're hoping, you know, you can address somebody better than, but could be a starter for you immediately. Um, Mm -hmm. Man, if we can have Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond be the four and five wide receiver this year, holy crap, look at this receiving core. Everything about this about this draft and the strengths of it and where the depths are, are really aligning with where the Lions are, I think, want to attack. I'm going to put this out here as a disclaimer. If they take a position where you go, I can't believe they had this safety on the board and they didn't take them. You got to remember, they're sticking. I guarantee you they're going best player available. So if that mm-hmm. means that there's a wide receiver there that they love at 32, and I know Dax Hill's sitting there, maybe they just they have this guy graded higher. So as you know, outside of them taking Trayvon Walker at two, I don't really know if there's anything I can be like super upset about. Real quick before we transition to wrestling, though, are you in favor at all of taking the quarterback at 32 if there's one that falls to them? I'm um, not. I think if the, if he's that good, I think you I think you just need to take the guy at two. Like, I just don't understand how you can, because the odds of you finding that guy at 32, in my opinion, because if Pickett will be gone, Malik is going to be gone. Ritter, Corral, uh, I just, I don't know. I just don't see how those guys are that much of an upgrade over Jerry Goff, if at all. Yeah, I I think it would be an interesting idea to look at. Yeah. Um, I think I think no matter what, I think you have to take your edge rusher at two. Um, because you have golf at least enough there. Yeah. And I don't think I don't think there's any way on earth that any of these quarterbacks will grade over no 
these two, at least Thibodeau or Hutchinson in their yeah. book. No, uh, even probably Trayvon Walker or Kyle Hamilton. Those guys are mm-hmm. all probably the top four on their book right now, probably if I had to guess. So, um, but I will say though, that if like, now Malik Willis, I don't think Malik, I, I think there's a 0% chance Malik Willis would drop to 32. Yeah. Like zero. I know a lot of people like Sam Howell um, at 32 because no one's talking about Sam yeah, Howell anymore. I, th- I think, I think more likely or not, I think Desmond Ritter would be the guy who yeah. gets a highest grade that's mm-hmm. at 32 that you would probably take. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't, again, I wouldn't hate the move to do it. Yeah. But I also, again, it's one of those where we talked earlier where they take Trayvon Walker. You're like, I guess, but that's like a later grade thing yeah. for me. I yeah. think that would be one of those, like if the preseason, he just looks like Jordan love. It just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing there. <laughs> and I'm saying preseason. Yeah, it's just right. what Jordan, yeah, just yeah. what Jordan love looks like for the backers. Yeah. Um, then I would go, you really yeah. could have used that on, Chad Muma or Dax Hill and did it and took this guy. But if he also has a potential of coming out and being really, really good, then. Right. So I think, I I think it depends how high the grade is, Um, but we won't know that. I'm kind of in team. I think there's a, like a 5% chance that they maybe took Malik Willis, but I I do think that outside of that, I don't think it's happening. If there was some grand universe where Malik Willis dropped a 32, I do uh, think they would take Willie Wells yeah, at 32. Yeah. Or now they're not going to trade down and they get a whole bunch more picks for him. <laughs> no. Yeah. If now here's the thing, if they traded with like the jets and got the four and 10 pick, right. Then, you know, at four or 10, I guess either one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, I don't even know Willie Wells make it to 10, but if he makes yeah. it to 10, I think that's also like a, okay, I could take him at 10 here. Kind Rare. of deal. Yeah. Um, but I don't think at two, when you only have pick at two and 32, I don't yeah. think that's enough range to, I'm so excited for the draft. That's that. I can't wait. It's so exciting. Cannot it's wait. One of those, I think I think the draft is my most like anticipated, but when the event happens, you're like the most your flat mind. event. Yeah, you're ever. so bored because you're like, okay, it's it's literally like you get 30 seconds of oh, who's it gonna be? And then it's like, yeah. oh, okay. And now you're just mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm done now. And then you wait, and then oh, who's and then you wait, and then, and then, and then you oh, just kind of sit there, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's like, yeah, it's literally one of those where like most events for me now, like, yeah, NBA playoffs start today, yeah, as yeah. we're recording this, right? And I'm like, oh, here we go, we're gonna go watch, yeah, Bucks and whoever, Boston or whatever. Right, yeah. And like the hype to the game is so, I'm like, all right, here we go, here we go. And then you're watching the game, you're like, ah, oh, the first three quarters have been like, yeah, right, it's pretty fun. good. It's it's basketball. Yeah, like, it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's, it's basketball. Like, yeah. It's not like this crazy must see right. event that everyone says it is. That's how, but like the draft is like the highest level of that, where I'm like, oh my god, all these scenarios, anything can happen, and then it's like. All right, we're gonna pick Thibodeau. I go. Yeah, we said that for like four months. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> All the talk. I think. Take the guy I think the like Jeff Okuda one was the worst edition of that. Yeah. Where we talked for a four while. months. A while. Of it's Okuda. It's Okuda. It's Okuda. It's Okuda. It's Okuda. And then they drafted went, Okuda. I went. Okay. All right, they did it. Okay, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's one of those situ- situations where, especially, thank God they have a, they have thirty two. Because if we were just talking about the second pick overall all this time, it's over immediately. Oh, right? It's yeah. like it's done. I will like, say, <laughs> like ha- half the years, like the last now last year was two. Okay, so two years ago was the Jeff Okuda year. Yeah, last, last year, year was, was Penny Sewell, and that was a little bit more fun because it was seven, so there was yeah. some more options. Well, like you the, know, they were, and the Hawk one was fun too because it was like eight. Yeah. So it's like you get a little variance in there, but like well, nobody knew the what they were going to do. Yeah. There was a yeah. Picking different. in the top three, you're just kind of like, yeah. you kind of have an idea. Right. For sure. There's not a lot of variables that go into the top three. Dude, they, we tried to, if we were doing this show back in 2009, people were trying to make the argument for Aaron Curry over Stafford. 
Yeah. You're like, guys, come on. Like this it's is a quarterback. Yeah, this, is the, this, this guy. is the biggest layup in the history of football here. It's not that difficult. Anyway. Yeah. yeah can't wait for the draft yeah, like next the, week. The Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson ones. Like, yeah, guys, what I know. are we doing? And, uh, yeah. Are the Jaguars, concerned? you know, they're, they're at the Zach Wilson pro day and everyone's like, nobody is thinking that they're not going to take Trevor Lawrence. It's the dumbest they just, thing. Ever. They have to fill all 35, 40 slots up of visits exactly. or whatever it is. Yeah. That's all it is. Stupid. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, let's shift focus here next week. More mock draft coverage, more draft coverage. We're going to stamp in our, our picks for the lions, at least for the first few rounds after like round three, it kind of gets a little grainy, but um yeah. You know, we're going to, we're going to put them in, in pen. We may do just go through the whole first round and kind of do a whole prediction thing. Uh, it's going to, yeah, we'll, we'll take some on turns. The, yeah. On some we'll, we'll throw some darts in there. Yeah. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. Let's shift focus here a little bit. Let's, let's go into the wrestling world here and we'll get out of here. Shorter show this week, guys, we've got, uh, we got a lot of stuff going on this week in our personal lives. And quite frankly, last show was a banger. Uh, and we basically, did yeah, we could have just made that show in two parts. I know we should have just posted this week. Infinity that, that was... war parts one and two, but way better. Yeah. <laughs> um, except well, we're going to make both parts good. Not just yeah, one but next week too, we will talk about the debut of the USFL. That's for sure. So we will get into that as well. Yeah. So it won't be just, are you going to be watching the Michigan Panther game? At yes, 12 o'clock I will be watching the Michigan Panther game. I'll probably be at my parents' house celebrating Easter with the family and, uh, having to somehow root on, Shea Patterson again somehow, and I like, don't know if I could do that. Yeah, it won't shock me if he gets pulled from Paxton Lynch. I don't know, but Jeff Fisher's a stubborn, stubborn guy. He's, He's stuck a stubborn with man. Him a long time. I don't know. I that's... can't. <laughs> All my hopes and dreams would have been okay. They just Jordan, Jordan Tabo. I know. Me too. Oh my god. I would have been the happiest person. I would have. I would have bought his jersey already. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. But so we'll talk about that next week. But let's talk about. Uh, let's jump into some wrestling action here. A couple things I want to get into. Uh, let's start with WWE and then we'll end with AEW this week. Um, the big thing I do want to talk about twofold. Number one, give me your thoughts, Mike, you know, we're a couple weeks out of WrestleMania now. Um, can you give me your thoughts on so far the Cody WWE experience? Now I know it's early. He's had a couple matches, right? Hasn't done anything all that crazy just yet. He had a couple of really nice promos. It's clear that he is, he's like, I want to be WWE champions, which is awesome. We know that we're going to get that in the future. Um, but give me your thoughts on, on the early returns. Do you, do you think they're playing it right so far? Uh, you know, he has a big win over the Miz, which I thought was good. We're going to get the rematch with him and Seth Rollins, which I think will be a good match. Um, really positioning him to be a top baby face on the raw brand. Mm-hmm. Um, are you, have you, are any warning signals going off for you yet? Does it feel weird? It still feels a little weird for me that it's, mm-hmm. it's been so long since he's been here and he looks like a completely different guy. It's, it's like, man, it's weird. Uh, give me your just early thoughts on some of the early feedback that you're kind of seeing online and what your thoughts are on Cody on the WWE return. Yeah, I think he's been, um, he's been like, I guess, I guess I'll say good. Yeah. I was going to say fine. It hasn't been, I think I care a little more. Uh, yeah. I, I, I care a little more than just fine. So I'm going to go yeah. with good. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple, I think his, his promo the Monday after yeah. was really good. Yeah. About his, like his dad, he posted a picture about his dad and yeah, holding the world, the world title, title. Yeah, holding or whatever, the world giving title it to him or whatever. But yeah, that's what Cody's so good at is just like make you emotionally invested in whatever he's doing. Right. Um. But then the very next week, he like challenges the Miz, and I go, well, that was like, yeah, I get why. Right. But I was like, also, I don't really care. And then they're just doing a rematch with Rollins at Backlash, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's fine because it's going to be a good match. Yeah. But honestly, like. Cody's not going to lose that match either. So we're mm-hmm. just going to have him win again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I was like, it's, it's been fine. I think I, I'm wondering if they're going to go with like the whole 
mid-card to world title picture to try to prolong some of the stuff that he's going to be doing. He's not just going to go challenge Roman right away, obviously, because that's going to be Shinsuke's job. Right. Um, so I wonder if he's going <laughs> to do a little U.S. title tour before he yeah, takes I, the world title. I or, think I'd rather, challenges. Him, I'd rather not have him win a title and then have him lose I, it. And then I'd, I think I'd rather have him, it, it, as crazy as it sounds, I don't know how you feel about this, I'd rather him feud with Rollins for the next three months than have him beat Finn Balor for the United States Championship and lose it to uh, name a guy. I yeah. I think Cody needs to be w- so well protected for the next mm-hmm. six months. It's insane to me. Whenever they're ready to pull the trigger on that feud, because I do think it could be a legit feud of the year type of category if they really let okay. it build, you know, and we just have those brief interactions, the promos between him, him and Roman, but him and Paul Heyman, I mean, oh my goodness. Talk about getting you wanting to like, oh, I feel that. Right. Um, I think that I think I'd rather see that have him just work with guys that make him look good, but they can also hang. I thought him with the Miz, I thought was a really solid match. Nothing crazy, Mm -hmm. but Miz is a former multi-time world champion. He's a big star, right? Whether, you know, whether you like him or not him feuding with Rollins, I want to see him face guys like that consistently to make it like, okay, this guy, it's almost like he's rising up the ranks where it's like, I'm, I'm re-winning over this audience, right? I thought the crowd in Detroit was actually way more receptive and way more like that was the crowd I was expecting for Cody as mm-hmm. compared to the night after. The night after Raw, the crowd felt tired. They felt mm-hmm. like they were exhausted from that mania. So I thought the, the, the Detroit show last week when they did it, the crowd was really into that segment with him in the Miz, the for Miz TV. Like you really yeah. felt, and I was like, if this is the kind of reaction he's going to get for the next six months to a year, I think you've got a lot of money on your hands with him in, in mm-hmm. Roman at some point. So looking forward. Oh to no, that. yeah, that that would be a banger of a, yeah. of a, of a program. But yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so, it, it's just like six months down the line, so you got yeah, keep- for sure. It's hard, right? You, you're like, I know what they're trying to do. I'm trying to be patient, but at the same time, like, yeah. I just want it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, other thing I want to talk about too, right? We talked about the world title picture. I'm gonna wait on that just for a little bit. We're we're so early into what they're gonna do. With mm-hmm. are they gonna split the titles up? Are we gonna get new titles? But on the heels of that, we're now looking at the. Uh, a tag team title unification match. And this is really intriguing to me for a couple reasons. Um, number one, uh, Randy Orton came out and delivered just a fire promo on Friday night. I mean, Orton looks rejuvenated and it is so fun to see because as much as people are like, Oh God, it's Randy Orton again. Once again, man, it's one of those guys where it's just like every, when he wants to, you're, you're captivated, you're in. Um, and also, I think this is the first time in a long time where I can feel like the world tag titles for both WWE uh, or for WWE mean something. And this is a big marquee matchup. I mean, Usos, Orton and Riddle have turned into a great tag team. Usos, we, we can, we've always put the Usos over hardcore as all could be. Um, I don't remember the last time I felt like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a really, really good tag title match. Probably since New Day Usos Hell in a Cell from like five years ago. Seriously, I can't remember the last time I felt like or I was like, oh, I am really looking forward to a world tag title match. Yeah, that's I mean, that's probably when the last one yeah, was. Yeah, right. We watched that show together. We were like, oh, yeah. self with SmackDown tag titles. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what the new day in the Usos bring to you. It's I know great, they're great. Great action tag team nesticity together. I know. Um, yeah, no, I'm very excited for this tag match at Backlash. I think it's gonna be a banger of a match, and I hope. They just kind of do this with all the titles. Oh, the women's one is 
on the corner of just getting combined because I think combining them at this point, because you kind of see in AEW where like some people do get lost in the shuffle, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Like we have the track record of when you're world when you're the women's world champion, you lose, you're just never on TV ever again. (laughs) And that's that's what's happening right now. Um Unless it's to put over the new champion. Nyla Rose, I think, has lost to every AEW world champion since champion ever. Yeah, (laughs) honestly. Um but I do think that with the depth of the women's division that they do have, I think yeah. every month, because you do the monthly pay-per-view thing, yeah. you're just going to get, like, if oh, yeah. Becky's the champ, you're going to get Becky Charlotte, Becky Sasha, right. Becky Bailey, like, and then, okay, then uh, Ronda Rousey wins the title. Okay, then you're going to go Ronda Charlotte, Ronda Becky, yep. Ronda Sasha, and you're just like, you just get match after match after match, and then you can do that with the tags, too, because I think each side – SmackDown Raw have like three good tag teams on each side. Yeah. So sure. having one set of titles that all six teams are battling for mm-hmm. makes much better than okay, you got two sides with three teams on each side. So yeah. I think just singling them and just having yeah. everyone on the roster going after that one prestigious title, I think just makes for a much better. I don't thing know how you feel about two. it too. I hate the fact that they have to say that they're, they're the Raw tag team champions and that they're the SmackDown. Do I just if they were going to keep them separate, what happened to being the World Tag Champions and the and WWE? Yeah. Remember that, like when it was like the yeah. World Tag Titles were on Raw and the WWE Tag Titles were on SmackDown. SmackDown, yeah. Now the WWE yeah. Championship was on SmackDown. The World Heavyweight Championship was on Raw. Mm-hmm. At least I that was like, okay. At least they're different hands. But like when you just call them Raw and SmackDown. You can't say you're the best tag team in the world. You're the best tag team on SmackDown. On this one brand with like yeah. 30 people on this yeah, brand. Exactly. You're the best tag team on Raw, but you're not the <laughs> world tag team champion. So that kind of, that, that thing always kills me a little bit. I'm like, Meh. you know, like that, that really takes the luster off of it a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I kind of hope that they re uh, they reunify the tag titles. I think it's going to be a banger of a match. I honestly think, and I know this maybe get people because I'm such a Roman guy. I think it's your main event backlash. Uh, yes. Because like, like seriously, like for me, I think Roman and Shinsuke could go on first and start to show hot. You know, mm-hmm. Shinsuke ain't winning that match. Roman yes. goes out. They have a 10, 12 minute thing. He beats him, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we have Charlotte and, and, uh, and Rhonda, you know, and then we have a sleeper and that, match. In, yeah. Yeah. In the, yeah, the, the hard, yeah. I was gonna say the hard part about that one. And I do agree that they should go on last hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Is I quit format. It's yeah. really hard to just put on in the middle of the show. God bless like having, I, I don't like having quit match at all. I think it's like having someone, say, having someone say I quit yeah. and then going, all right, so next we're going to have yeah, Bobby women, or yeah. Bobby Roode versus whoever. I just go, dude, that was just like a wild. Yeah. You let someone say, I quit to right. another human being. Right. Yeah. And I now know. you're just going to go, okay, we have one more match after this. I go, yeah. that's just crazy to me. Yeah. So right. I, I find it weird that you're going to end the show on an I quit match, yeah. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. But yeah, I definitely I, think the Tato should end the show. And though. I think it should because I think I think if they give them time too, I think it could be a banger. I mean, like a really yeah. good, like one of those matches where you go, wow like that was a worthwhile like holy crap that was a you have four guys going balls mm-hmm. to the wall and then at the end of it you have the whole bloodline standing up top at the ramp roman comes back out right and they've got every championship you know no mm-hmm. man and it's like that's a really cool visual to go off the air with so i don't know oh, how yeah. they're gonna i don't know how they're gonna do it but at least and i can appreciate the fact that they're trying something different with this WrestleMania backlash show, other than just giving me a rehash completely of every match that we just saw at mania. Like we're getting a little mm-hmm. bit of that. We're still getting, we're probably going to get edited and AJ. We're going to get Seth and Cody. We're going to get Rhonda and 
in Charlotte, but okay, we're gonna get Sony Deville brought in now, right? Becky's mm-hmm. gonna take some time. We're getting Shinsuke in it. We're elevating another guy to it. I think it's important to to give some variety here. I just, but yeah, like, but like you said, you just named those five matches. I'm like, this card has a chance to be a banger card. Yeah, because absolutely, because it's just one night. You're playing six or seven really good matches on it, and just yeah. let yeah. it go. Exactly. I think it could be a really really good show. Yeah, for sure. I, I we, we've talked about this in the past. I've always enjoyed the backlash shows sometimes more than Mania because you're like some yes. of these. You go, oh, well, we had Shawn Michaels versus John Cena, but now this month I get Shawn Michaels what, versus nah. John Cena versus Edge versus Randy Orton. Oh, that sounds way freaking better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where <laughs> yeah. everyone's like, oh, it's Fatal Four was a cluster. I go, yeah, but if you're just watching, be like, there's four main eventers instead of two. This is way better. Why would I not mm-hmm. want to watch this? Um, speaking though of championships and the amount of titles, right? Um, in AEW, right? We just saw a new world television champion in um, yeah, we did. In Samoa Joe. Two weeks ago, we had a banger of a match between FTR and uh, the Young Bucks for the Ring of Honor tags and the AAA tag titles. And um, like which, literally, like four days before that, they uh, FTR yeah. and the Briscoes was a banger too. Yeah, yeah they just won the titles, right? Yeah. Um, do you feel like AEW now, in a sense, has too many championships because we know the trip, the six man tag titles are coming for them? But now they've, they're defending, they're putting the Ring of Honor tag titles on AEW television. They're putting the television title on there. They had the world title on Saturday night and battled belts on the line. They've had world title. They're having Ring of Honor title, Matt. Now I get it, it's Ring of Honor, but we all know it's under the same umbrella now. This isn't a mm-hmm. hush-hush deal. Do you feel like all of a sudden you're like, oh, so we've got, I feel like they're using Ring of Honor and their championships as a way to be like, oh, world title matches are on this show, mm-hmm. but they clearly don't mean as much as the AEW championships. So I, um, well, I, I, one, I thought it was funny that the ring of honor one happened before the women's world title, which I yeah. thought was like, okay, that's like, that makes sense how that like order goes kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I heard that they're just doing this ring of honor stuff to get people accustomed to the ring of honor guys before. Yeah. Cause I feel like they, I think they have like a minor TV deal getting set up. I hope so. They're gonna, There's I think they're going to be announcement going announcement too uh, this weekend. I, yeah. did, you, did you hear the rumor what that announcement might be? That might just kill all my hopes and dreams. Well, I've heard two things. I've heard okay. one rumor is the Super Show with them. That's, and that's one. That's what I've heard. Okay, and then the other ones I heard that they may have a streaming service deal lined up. I would rather have that. That by a lot. Yeah, because the um, Super Show thing is going to be bad for pretty much everybody quite frankly but i think it'd be cool in a, in a vacuum but they don't no. it's not a working relationship it doesn't work but did you so i heard the the rumored date of yeah. that show is the saturday before the detroit show are you serious that's that's what the rumor oh, is that's what i saw Lord. and that was that was the thing that killed me i was like yeah. it's either i was like all right i was talking to josh it's either gonna be one awesome because they're just going to use a lot of those guys and just mm-hmm. kind of have them on dynamite the next day or the next right. wednesday right or that's going to be the blow off to like 90 percent of the feuds and we're going to get one of those like crappy dynamite shows <laughs> where like nothing yeah. really happens right yeah exactly one of the that's two really- we don't know which one yet yep you're for sure um i so also, I'm, I'm just, like let me just take the streaming service super shows are also hard for me because unless they are developing a full-on working relationship a la ring of honor and new japan had if mm-hmm. you're having a whole bunch of quote-unquote dream matches but there's no stakes it's really hard to sell that like okada versus punk is great okada versus punk for the title is a whole different level yeah i think i think the one thing like i said like they're just gonna throw in everyone and their mom in these tag ma- in these in these mm-hmm. matches so yeah. i think no matter what's gonna be like a big yeah. show yeah but like they're like I, I assume they're gonna do like punk and uh punk and either tanahashi or naito 
yeah. kind of where I thought they were going to go. Yeah, that's fine. And, yeah, I, I just gave but, some guys. I didn't. Yeah, know yeah, yeah. I, I agree. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I think it could be a big thing. I think it could be awesome but, in a vacuum. I just want there to. I just want it to have like positive repercussions going down the line. Yeah, right? I would. I would. I would like it to be like their um, that super show yeah, they did the in like 2019, the, the G1, G1 super, super show card. thing. Yeah, yeah. Where like it was card. like. They had they just kind of combined yeah roster two shows into one yeah but exactly. like they didn't verse each other it was like they had yeah. Okada and Jay White New Japan guys then they had the Ring of Honor three way right. ladder match where Matt right. David won yeah and they had all the but like they're all title matches but they're all like brand specific like I would like to have like Okada and right right Naito for the world title then you'd yeah, have the AEW sure. world title and that yep. stuff I think a thousand percent yeah it could be cool I'm interested to see what that announcement is um. But do you, uh, yeah, are you concerned at all with that? Do you think that they're going to wind up kind of drop it? Because the other thing too is, okay, so you bought Ring of Honor and you have these title matches on, on the shows, but as to your point, you just had the AEW Women's World Title go on last over the Ring of Honor World Championship. Their main championship is middle yeah. of the card. I think, I think yeah, that, that just shows that like, I think like, because WWE would do that also. Right. Yeah, they put the NXT stuff. title. And it's, it's like, it's yeah. like, it's just showing like, okay, they put the TNT on, yep, and then Ring of Honor World, and then the women's world. So right. it's like the world title means more than everything else, except for our two our world team. titles, right? Exactly, basically. So I yeah. didn't mind the order placement, I just thought, it was like, but that was my point though, right? I was like, I was like, I, I, it, like, I understood why you put the Ring of Honor television title on last because you wanted to make that moment in Samoa Joe and that dream match between me and oh, yeah. Suzuki yeah. feel like that. So that's why I was like, okay. We're putting these titles on a pedestal so that when Ring of Honor spins off and do its own thing, right, and they're doing their own shows, then, okay, we've got some back – AEW fans have some background on some guys, and now we know who the champions are. We're following the storyline, yeah. and now we're going to tune into Ring of Honor every single – wherever that's at, YouTube, it's on a television station, whatever. Yeah, um, it'll probably be on, like, TBS. I, I hope – yeah, wherever they get to is fine. Uh, maybe that's what the announcement is, is that they found a streaming that's, deal or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. I really I really hope it's on HBO Max. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about, you know, is – I want to I want to get your your uh, your opinion on this current Adam Page title run. I personally feel like it's kind of been underwhelming for me. And I think it's because we're just waiting to get to the good stuff. So I'm trying to give it like my patience level, right? Yeah. But I also felt like Adam Cole versus Adam Page could have been a lot bigger and mm-hmm. it wasn't and because I think it felt like a throwaway. I don't know how you felt about it. Like this last match on, on, uh, on rampage. I did not like, I did not think it was very good. I thought it, I, I mean, I thought I'm not even phrasing it. I thought it was good. I just didn't, I think it could have been much better. And I thought it could have been much bigger mm-hmm. and for a blow off. It was just like, eh, okay. I don't know. I just feel like they, because Cole was new and they were like, okay, well, he's going to beat Brian and they spun Brian off into something. That's probably the best thing they have going right now. This whole Blackpool combat club thing. Awesome. Yeah. It's definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. But I just feel like I just feel like Adam Page is just like no matter what he does, he can't lose because he's Mr. Rah Rah. And I'm just kind of like, okay, that's that's kind of where I'm at right now with it. And I know that we're yeah. hopefully gonna get some good better stuff coming here in the next couple of weeks. So I'm trying to like not be that guy about it, but it's starting to get a little bit tough. Yeah, I think I think the problem with AEW's champ world championship so far. Mm-hmm. Is that they haven't had that quick championship where it's believable that they lose it in under like a month right. or two months. Right. Because so far, every all four 
to their credit, because you kind of need them to do it also. Oh, yeah, then, for sure. Establish least, what, what, it. What, what, what Jericho was probably the shortest with, like, yeah, he had the four one, months. Yeah, he had the one paper, like, official pay-per-view title pay-per-view. successfully. Yeah, because yeah. he, he won it all out, lost at Revolution. Moxie right. had it for nine months. Omega had it for almost a year, and now you're at Hangman. Mm-hmm. Going to hold it till probably all months. out. He's at six months almost already. Yeah, so I think, like... You haven't had that short reign because I think all the the early parts of all these reigns so far, I think have been kind of lackluster knowing, okay, the first like couple feuds, you know, he's not losing. Yeah. And they're just been mad because you know, there's no real, like, he's not going to lose this title to name a guy. I think Brian was the close. Yeah. I think Brian was the closest one where you're like, you can make the argument. Right, that, that yeah, Brian could maybe, maybe win this one. Right. Maybe you should take it and do a quick turn, just yeah. so you can get that out of the way. So now it's always a possibility. But like, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think when MGF takes the title sometime this year, mm-hmm. is that first six months, it's like he's not going to lose this. Right, I don't care who you're fighting, he's not right. going to lose this bad boy. So right. it's like those six months are going to be like, okay, so he's going to fight Darby Allen. Well, he's not going to lose to Darby Allen right now. Yeah. So do you think you it's know, harder it's, because it's those... do you think you think it's harder because he's a babyface too? With I, that, do. I do. I think I think, I think the baby face is hard to last yes. a really long time. And I think that I, I'm starting to get the fatigue a little bit with Roman, and I'm sure it's going to grow until we get the Cody matchup or Rock or whatever, right? Like you're you're there clearly already, and that's something you've been like, listen, it's going to happen for you. You've been warning me for the last six months, you're like it's coming. Um, yeah. And knowing that, okay, he's easily going to beat Shinsuke, you make sense. But like, I think because Roman's a bad guy, and I feel like they've done a good it, enough job of establishing where he's in trouble, it makes mm-hmm. you at least want to be like you know okay at least for the fan that's enjoying it strictly for entertainment and we're not doing the deep dive analysis like we do they can at least sink their teeth into me oh maybe my guy and can I th- beat him this time and i think i think the kenny one was like yeah really good in that aspect yeah. where i think uh, there were a lot of people that challenged kenny right where you were like you know if you weren't like okay he's not gonna lose this because of booking reasons right, there right. were times like that orange cassidy pop match Right. at double or nothing mm-hmm. where like if you're just he's a big fan of orange yeah. Cassidy, you're like he's out of the ring Pac right. comes in it's like he could win it right now like uh-huh. i think i think there are a lot of kenny omega moments where you were like i want this guy to lose so badly right and there were those moments that okay he might lose here okay he might lose here that were like enough now i never believe he's gonna lose to hangman but that's just storyline driven that i don't right, think right. he's gonna lose to hangman yeah, but yeah, the yeah. casual person that isn't looking at that i think loved kenny omega's reign i think so far really enjoys hangman's reign because hangman's story is i just fight people but i could lose because i'm not the best right right so i think people really buy into that like maybe adam cool can beat him because he's not the best but like right. he's not gonna lose right Sorry. right exactly. he's not gonna lose to punk he's not gonna lose to any of these people probably right exactly could lose to punk maybe i guess we could have that argument later depending yeah. on how that feels. <laughs> but um but i i don't know if you would yeah and that's the thing too is it's even like a guy like punk oh it's God. it's similar Somewhere punk yeah, but yeah, like at the same know. time though with That's punk, tough. it's like you're gonna give it to punk and then it's like okay, so CM Punk yeah. wins it because he's CM Punk, but it, yes. like you're it, that's the thing. it's there's a lot of reasons why I, I think bad. I think the I think the punk one, so I would attest that a lot of people came back to wrestling because of punk. Yeah. Like a lot of people on the internet and people I know personally were like AEW was like kind of hot and I was like kind of hearing about it. Yeah. And then Punk came back and like all out. They were like, all right, I watched all out. And then it helped that they had that banger steel cage match. And yeah. everyone was just like, I'm sold. Yeah. Great matches. Punk's back. Like, I'm in. Like, yeah. that helped a lot. Sure. Um, but I don't, like you said, I don't know if Punk being world champion is like the greatest thing ever. Yeah. But I do think, and I don't think more eyeballs would come to AEW because he's world champion. 
Yeah, no. And I think that's something that I think that they're. I think it'd be kind of awesome because his, yeah. his story. Oh, I think it would be cool. Go. And like, and you know, part of, is it maybe part of me not enjoying this title reign as much is because they kind of threw my boy to the wolves a little bit, maybe. Um, but I just feel like having a babyface champion where no matter what happens, he's always going to overcome is just so hard to do these days for a long time yeah yeah for a long time right like it's just not believable yeah so it's like for me it's like when he won at uh when he retained at what was it revolution or full gear or whatever the last show they just did was revolution uh, what revolution right where like a red dragon came out and then he still overcame that and it you know i made the comparison to when gargano beat the undisputed era i was like okay you made the whole undisputed era now look like a bunch of idiots because you had one guy after 35 minutes of wrestling could still beat the two fresh guys that just ran out of the ring and then beat the guy that he's been wrestling for 35 minutes. I go, mm-hmm. all right, well, this is just, we're, we're stretching the truth even for something that's fake in the beginning. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I'm really just interested. I'm really just kind of, I want to see, because I thought Hangman had an edge to him going into that Kenny thing, right? They did such mm-hmm. a great job of building that whole arc to it. I want that again. I felt like they tried to get that with this whole Texas death match thing with him and Cole, but it felt like, so anticlimactic because nobody thought that Cole was going to win this match. He walked in thinking they're trying to build heat, but there was no heat because nobody thought that Cole stood an actual chance. They're like, Oh, they're going to change the world title on a rampage. That's Mm -hmm. not even on their normal time slot before Easter. I'm not Mm -hmm. guessing that's not going (laughs) to happen. You know what I mean? I was like, Oh my goodness. Um, Yes, I just wanted to just kind of gauge your temperature so far on it. And, you know, like I said, I'm trying to, I, I know that they, they do such a good job of being like, just, just wait it out and you'll be. Yeah. Like, again. I think, I think if this storyline goes like he has another intermediate guy yeah. for the next three weeks or so, mm-hmm. and then you get to punk it double or nothing or double or nothing. Yeah. It's double or nothing. And then over the summer, you slowly build your MJF feud. MJF takes it. Like, I think those would be two really good feuds to kind of put this title rate into like, yeah, maybe not as good as Kenny's. Yeah, but probably the second best title. Looking ring. back, Kenny's, looking back on it, Kenny's reign was very good because Moxley's yeah. I felt like was lackluster. Yeah, but, but Moxley's was during the COVID stuff. Yeah, so it was kind of hard yeah, to get for stuff sure. Going. Yep, and then Jericho good. just had one good yeah. match. Well, with Cody, Jericho, that, Jericho was know. needed for one reason to establish it as okay, it's a yeah. world championship. And who was our first champion? Oh, it was Chris freaking Jericho. That's that's yeah. the only if he could have lost it the next day and people would have believed it and stuck with it. I think he could have. Yeah, but uh, but yeah. So I think I think I think if this goes the way it should, yeah, I think Heyman will probably go up as best or second best title reign. Yeah, which is out of four, so it's not really the same. Yeah, right, right. right. But um, but I do think it's gonna be better. But right now, I do think it's better than Jericho's, but less than Moxley and Kenny's. So what you're saying is we need six man tag titles. Yes, actually, <laughs> that is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and you know what I also am saying? I think you should book it. See, okay, here's the thing though. It's this Blackpool triangle team. I love it's it. kind of it's kind of killing my elite versus yeah, but I don't think they're going to era vibe. No, we're going to keep because, Moxley and Brian as a tag team. Because I think you could just throw Yuta in there and just kill people. No, I know that, but Yuta's doing the whole <laughs> pure champion thing, right? He's got yeah. that whole deal. Yeah, I guess. I guess I, maybe it doesn't. Like, I think that will be a down the line thing. But I'm yeah, just yeah. like, God, I no, just don't want I them think... to like get so hot where like everyone just wants to see him with six man tags. And then they take it over from the elite or something because yeah. we need that elite undisputed era match. Yeah. 
for the secret I'm, titles in I'm, a ladder match because you know it's gonna be a ladder match. It's <laughs> always a ladder match. I'm just ready. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm just ready for Moxley and Brian to win the tag titles. And I've never been excited for six man titles. You know, I'm not like the I know six man tags. Yeah, I, I did not like the Ring of Honor six, six man tags. I, yeah, I've never been a fag. I don't like the New Japan ones. I think they're stupid. I think the New um, Japan ones are stupid. Yeah, I think. I mean, I don't know anywhere else that really does like eight triple A. I think that's Ring of Honor yeah. something. Triple A does. Triple uh, A's even got intergender tag champions. So yeah. uh, they've got a lot of stuff. But Ring of Honor. Them and it started out okay, but then it got slowly but surely got stupid. So once again, yeah, I mean, yeah, when when they all left AEW, then yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but anyway, all right, that's gonna be it for this week's show, guys. Wait, did Next... you have, did you have the LeBron stuff? Or we're gonna. Say oh that? yeah, hold on, that's true. Yeah, let's. We do need to get into that. I for, I totally forgot about it. I I just have a question. I was okay. like worried, but I was like, yeah. bring it up because like yeah, I don't know if yeah. I want to do this. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I was I was eager to get out of here because I'm like, all right, we we've got to watch the USFL highlights from Saturday night. Right, exactly. They um, just finished the game. Did they? Did they just finish? Yeah, fourth okay. quarter comeback here. It was oh, kind of crazy. There we go. Um, I do have a question about this, and I think it's I I just want to ask you. You're the resident LeBron expert. Clearly, I am not. Um. But I do think it's important because you know we're in the playoffs, and coincidentally, Mr. Lebron is no is not is not is not in there. Now, here is what I want to ask you, okay? And I just want to kind of gauge your opinion on this because I thought about this. You know, Stephen A. Smith came out and did his Stephen A. Smith thing and was like, you know, blah blah blah, Jordan, LeBron, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, But that's not what I want to ask you. What I want to ask you is, in your opinion, okay. Because he didn't make the playoffs. Okay. Now, okay. is it similar because he didn't make it to the finals and he, or he, he, he didn't win the championship, whatever, and he's the best player in the world, right? Do you think that he, it affects his legacy different, or if at all, as compared to a guy like Aaron Rodgers not getting it done in his own way? Okay. Now let me, let me frame this. Right. Cause Aaron oh, yeah, Rogers, frame right? it for me. Cause there's a big like, difference here. Right. Okay. Cause like, okay. So here's my logic, right. Yeah. Is that Aaron Rodgers, you could say from an arm talent perspective could potentially be the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. His, his yes. touchdown interception ratio is going to be ridiculous. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he's, got his, he's, he's won a championship, right. He's won a championship, yes. but he has not won as much as like Tom Brady as Peyton Manning. Right. He Joe has, cool. Yeah. Joe Montana. Even guys like Troy Aikman, who are clearly not as good as Aaron Rodgers, but have yes. more championship success. Okay, mm-hmm. is is it fair to say? And, and we don't consider Rodgers in the same level as a guy like Brady or Joe Montana for that for a very big reason, and mostly because it's that. Do you think that LeBron now missing the playoffs with this team? Because on paper you got a lot of money allocated to some guys that have put up big numbers that have won a lot of basketball games, not saying for much, but they've won a lot of basketball games. Do you think that that should affect him? Just should we be talking about it in the same vein that we do in Aaron Rodgers? because Aaron Rodgers MVP didn't get it done. Should we be talking about LeBron James in that same way and saying, yes, you put up 30 points a night, but you didn't get it done. It's your team. It's, and it's, it's one of those things where like, it, it very much feels like to me, the argument before Stafford won a Super Bowl. Where mm-hmm. got all the stats right, but you can't. You didn't. You didn't win it, right? You haven't shown that you could yes. win it or can do it consistently. Mm-hmm. Now, where LeBron's this year, you could say could have been a scoring champion if he would have played all year. At you know, was the best player on his team, and they didn't get anywhere with it. 
Give me, yes. just give me your thoughts on that because I do think it's important to kind of to hemorrhage that out because we talk about the value of the quarterback position and we talk about LeBron and, and, and the NBA for whatever reason, everybody's so worried about their legacy. It's weird. It's like a new fad for like the last 12 years. Um, but like, talk it's because of, of the talk shows that talk about oh, yeah, it. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, right? you gotta I know, you know, like the Nick Wrights of the world will, will say, well, blah, 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 it's better for him now. But I disagree. That was, I, that was giving my cynical way of saying yeah, it. But, but I completely disagree with that because. Okay, but he didn't make the playoffs. But at at 36, you know, 36, 37, Jordan won a title. So, like, that, that, you know, that were you making that comparison? So, just give me your overall thoughts on what him missing this playoff does. Knowing that he played pretty damn well at 38 years old, like, I think it's going to go unnoticed. But do you think Mm -hmm. it should go unnoticed a little bit? Because at the end of the day, he didn't make a playoff run. And we both are in agreement here where I would much rather have him lose in the finals than lose in the first round, because it doesn't make sense to be punished for that. So, but to my point though, right. Do you, what are your thoughts on it? Because it's such a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. I, I, now I will throw this out that I don't think Rogers is the quintessential comparison to this i actually think peyton manning is probably okay yeah that's fair for sure i was just picking specifically this year because he was mvp that's what i mean yeah yeah but i i look at i look at peyton manning in that sense kind of the same way i look at lebron in that sense where um they both have like a big pretty big like asterisks in their resumes yeah peyton manning went like four straight years just losing in the first round as a one seed yeah, like it's like no one of those kidding. things. It's like, what are you like? What are you doing? Like you're the best team. Are you just not winning? Um, That's true. And you know, LeBron has one year. Yeah, the fourteen and two and just losing in the uh, divisional round is just right. insane to me. That yeah. you, that just happens. Right. Um, but and so I don't think Aaron Rodgers because he only has the one title. Yeah. I don't think it like kind of qualifies him in that sense. Okay. Um, fair enough. Yep. But for me, I think so. The way I look at the LeBron James career is once he won the twenty sixteen title. From yeah. the three-one deficit, yeah, that one to me symbolized what like the Brady twenty-eight to three comeback did. Yeah, what's to me as a as a human right. being, as Michael right. Burkle human being, <laughs> put him as like the goat for me. Yeah, right. Okay. So once you put someone on that goat status, mm-hmm. unless you have a Dallas Maverick meltdown, which I don't think he's had since that twenty that that three-one comeback lead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like he hasn't had a terrible year since he's been injured, but he hasn't had a terrible year he doesn't lose the GOAT status because okay. he doesn't make the playoffs in right. the third, in his 20th year in the NBA or something like that doesn't impact me as a, as a personally. Right. Um, so to me, he can only add to it. So getting the three more finals winning one just adds to it, mm-hmm. but you don't really take away. Like, I don't think anyone takes away the, the Philadelphia Eagles Super Bowl loss. Right. From right. Tom Brady, because everyone's like, you're the GOAT, it's fine. You went to another Super Bowl, but you right. just got outmatched in that one. Right. Like, Do you think it, it matters? Well, I mean, to, to, just to be devil's advocate here, because I'm, I'm the one posing the question, right? Yeah. Do you think that because Brady got there and played well, that you could say, well, he got there, he threw for a record amount of yards, blah, 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 and then has since then gone to another team, won another one and all that jazz, right? Do you think that because when you put that person on the GOAT, he's got to be that kind of guy going forward? And since LeBron now has missed the playoffs two out of four years and mm-hmm. has lost in the first round that second year, and then he's got a title. So it's very he's had a very tumultuous Lakers career. Yeah. It is craziness on so many levels. 
do you think that that takes a toll? Because this is the first time you could argue that a good chunk of his tenure on a team has not panned out. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it yeah. So again, so, so I look at, so the, the LeBron James career for me goes from like rookie year, like I said, the three, one comeback. That's why yeah. I'm like, all right, mm-hmm. kind of like right. stops their goat status. Right. Right. Since then, 2017, I argue that Warriors team is a top three team ever. Yeah, I don't think there's much debate on that. Like 73 and nine, you add Kevin Durant. I think you're probably one of the top (laughs) three teams ever. Um, So you lose to that team twice back to back. Right. While he's also averaging a triple double through the series and he put 52 points and then J.R. Smith didn't know the score of the game. So (laughs) (laughs) then he goes to another team. That was one of our best shows. (laughs) That was was my most angry show. I want to go back and listen to that show. That must have been a a terrible time for me. (laughs) That's great. And then he goes to LA. It's kind of the end of his career is kind of like Tom Brady's career, actually, in a weird sense. Because then he goes to another team and then wins championship on another team. And then, except Brady, you know, loses in the second round. So LeBron loses in the first round. So I guess it's slightly yeah. different. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's, the sentiment's the same. The sentiment's kind of the yeah, same. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I just don't think like every single year, like if he never makes the playoffs again, yeah. I think people will look back post the, the fourth championship this Lakers championship mm-hmm. as all right like these are his wizards years yeah you right. know in like a sense like he's yeah. obviously going for the scoring title he wants to be like the number one yeah, all-time yeah. leading score or whatever like mm-hmm. that's obviously his number one goal right now yeah. but I think he's just kind of going and he's going to get to that landmark and then he'll probably be done soon after that yeah. like I don't think there's much more yeah. championship left in him it's just all right I'm going to win the win the be the all-time leading Dude. scorer do you think play, that hurts play with my him? son and then leave? But do you think that hurts him though in the in when he's done? So like, okay, he gets a scoring title, he plays his one year with the Pistons because they somehow get Bronny. Get Bronny. <laughs> and Michael gets fun. a 44-year-old LeBron James Piston jersey. And that'll be a fun time. But fun. then so okay, so he he plays his one year, whatever like that, with his son, and then he's done, right? Yeah. And if he never gets back, let's just say he never gets back to the conference finals. Let's just say that's the benchmark, yeah. right? Like that's he never makes another deep playoff run. Mm-hmm. Do you think that looking at it, okay, when you compare it to the only other guy that you can say had this big impact that he did uh, mm-hmm. on the sport, right? Which is Jordan. You go, okay, so Jordan came in, all right. He took a rebuilding Bulls team, right? Had a first couple first round exits, has the trouble with the Pistons, which they both have, which is still boggles my mind that, that's the fr- their first eight yeah. years Isn't are crazy? so identical it's to weird. each other it's, it's crazy it's so weird to me it's just but, like one t- it's yeah. weird because like one team mm-hmm. found a way to build and get better yeah and like and get talent coasted and, then, and the other yeah. one was just like we have lebron so we're fine and it's and, like and the, hey we got Shaq and antoine jameson you sit your ass <laughs> down all right anyway um but yeah, their but, first like seven years are like identical. yeah they it's both get crazy. over the pistons right so then but then jordan goes in wins three back to back to back leaves comes back wins back to back to back right yeah. and then retires again and then we get the the wizard years. yeah the two-year wizard years right for lebron it's okay we can't get it we can't get it we can't get it we have the meltdown against the 20 in 2011 right back to back goes to cleveland wins it again right and then we have a couple of, so it's like it's very up and down for lebron but i guess yeah. my point is is if we're looking at it age to age right 36, Jordan wins his last title, right? Leaves on top of the world, comes back yeah. I think two or three years later, 38, 39, and blah, blah, blah. That's where LeBron's at now, right? Yeah, so my – the hard thing for me – mm. Yeah, okay, so I agree with that sentiment. Yeah. 
for on one hand, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the hard also part though is that you're we're missing the point where like Jordan went to college for three years because he couldn't go oh, yeah. to the I mean he wasn't ready for the NBA right well, away. Well also you but couldn't. Like, that was also but bad. you also couldn't. Yeah. But I don't think yeah, he yeah. would have made the jump and done it because yeah. I don't think he was good enough at that point to do it. Yeah. But LeBron went right out of high school. So like mm-hmm. when you're looking at their ages, LeBron also had four more years of NBA, which I don't know, I guess if it hurts or helps. Yeah, it actually helps more, more than anything. I think it probably helps him more than anything. I just think it's like more wear and tear. No, I'm talking about like, but it allowed him to a he's got more he would have more points in the NBA, and then yeah. two he had more time to build up his game to it. That that part's yeah. that part's different. For me. I'm just talking about yeah. to the point now where at the tail end of his career, right? Yeah. I, I I just at the, the top of his game theoretically. Yeah, at the at the, you know I mean? at the end of the day, I look at the Lakers years now. The bubble championship, I think, is kind of an anomaly. I, I would agree with that. I still think they win the title if COVID doesn't happen. Yeah. But I do think it's weird because that title is very interesting to look at because it's like they, as being the one seed, you're kind of at a disadvantage because you had no home crowd and you had no home court advantage. Right. But at the same time, you were all in like one place. So everyone was kind of equal at that sense too. So right. you just kind of came out. You're like, we're just the best team out here. But I still think they win that title. But I look at all these Laker years because I remember – when he went to the Lakers yeah. and everyone was like, Oh, you're going to the Lakers. Cause you just want to make movies and you're done with basketball. Right. Like that was right. the sentiment was, you don't, you don't want to do basketball. You just want to have like a couple wizard years yeah. and then leave. And right. he was like, no, 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 I'm going to go win a title. And then he did. Right. So I think that just kind of adds, yeah. but I think these, these Lakers years are going to just be remembered as yeah. Jordan had those two wizards years. LeBron yeah. has these like five or six Lakers years where they're just like, he was but, do kind think, of but do you think that is it, it, him playing more actually hurts him? Okay, he's going to get the scoring title. I, okay. <sighs> but like if he has like a half a decade where he's just, okay, like he's putting up great numbers, but he's not, yeah. but they're not winning. I would, I would say maybe, but at the end of the day, if he played two more games, he gets a scoring title in year 20. No, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Like, like yeah, he's got, so he's that's got all... the numbers, but if, yeah. if they're not winning, it's like, okay, well, he, yeah. he, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I guess it's a, Good it's a double-edged sword. That, that's what I'm saying. It's a yeah, double-edged sword because that's very... why the reason why I ask this question is because people are dogging him right now. They're dogging this Lakers team, right? They're dogging the whole yeah, situation. Oh. I do think they did Frank Vogel dirty, by the way. I did not I, think I, that was okay. I think I they did Frank really Vogel bad. dirty. I think I think people like are kind of just missing the point where like I think a lot of people put the blame on on LeBron, and I go, you know where my blame goes to? Oh, Anthony, Anthony Davis. Davis. Yeah, where's yeah, that man's been? Like, yeah. like at least LeBron yeah. played more games than he did, and LeBron's 38. No, no, yeah, I'm listening. The other guy's I'm 27. Listening. It's crazy. Right. And the and the and the, and the aspect that. that is interesting to me is the fact that it's okay, the longer he plays, as much as it's he can add to it. And I think I think you are right to a point where there you can't do irreputable damage unless he just goes out and he, he averages nine points a game and you go, what happened? Right. Where he's not going out there and he looks like a shell of himself. I don't think he'll ever do that. That's not his style to do it. But at the same time, the longer he plays. And I can just, and you know this, I can just see it now where I think that him trying to go for the scoring title and people knowing that that's his goal, people are going to go, oh, all he cares about is the stats now because he can't get the rings. And you're like, and I just, I can feel it coming. And I'm sure Nick Mm -hmm. Wright just woke up and from a cold sweat thinking about it right (laughs) right now (laughs) about it. You know, I just wonder if, if if he wasn't trying to play with his son, Mm -hmm. would he still be doing this? That's my concern. I, you know, I, I mean? would, I would lean probably no. Yeah. See, and that's hard one because LeBron's like a historian. Yeah. So I think having that record 
And I think, so I think after he won that bubble championship, he probably looked at it and was like, man, I'm like four seasons away if I average 25 right. to getting the scoring title thing. Like it's like yeah. one of those where it's like, if I'm close enough, I think, I think if he averages 22 points a game, I think sometime next year he gets it. I think that's like what he has to get to or something like the end of next yeah. year, you'll get it or yeah. the beginning of the third or the second year or whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, he's like that close to the point where like, he's not going to just like stop now. Mm-hmm. Like you're almost there. Might as well just do it. Yeah. Point, he's right? not Barry. So, he's not Barry. Barry could have no. like Barry just went, I'm done. Yeah. 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 It's very interesting when you think about it. Yeah. I just wanted to get your take because I do think it's important every once in a while because you know, it's one of those things where, and we may talk Tiger Woods next because I do think it's important to talk about him as well, about him coming back, right? And not about his performance necessarily, but the fact A, he made the cut, right? And the B that yeah, he actually played, like that's pretty impressive. But it's just important, I think, uh, you know, in times like this to check in so every good. once in a while with guys like this because you're not going to see it. You're just not. You're not going to yeah. see LeBron James again, at least in our lifetime. You're not going to see Tom Brady. You're just you're just not. I'm sorry. LeBron, like Mahomes has already done things where you go, nope, can't do it. Can't already, you can't name him now because of X, Y, and Z. You just can't. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you're just not going to Mah- see it. Mahomes is going to be really, really hard to get to. Yeah. It's, yeah. I think you lost head to head too. So it's like, there's no the, way you can do it. The fun, thing, the fun thing about Mahomes though is like, when you look back, like in 10 years, if he has like four or five Super Bowls or something crazy, yeah. like you're going to be like, he did it in that division. Yeah. Like that's going to be like the, right. And you see, he was who he was going through. Like Brady went, but if he nobody. doesn't, but that's the thing. I, but if he doesn't, that, I, yeah. yeah, but I don't it's want to say, well, his division was tough. I go, okay, great. It's yeah. a very, it's a very high risk, high, high mm-hmm. reward type situation yeah, where sure. you can ex- expedite the goat potential yeah. with the hard division and the hard conference, right. but it's also 30 times harder to get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that AFC is loaded. But yeah, I'm just saying is that when we see guys like this, and I think it's as we're, we're always so rushed to be like, oh. oh, this guy's the next whatever. But really, you're looking at it. We, we have Tiger Woods at the tail end, right? You know, he, you know, he doesn't have a ton longer left, right? He's just going to play the big ones from now on, probably. Um, probably. Brady's got, you know, less than five years I, I don't know i i'm gonna say that and he's gonna be playing he's at 60 but uh, until he can be the owner of the dolphins right exactly um lebron you know you just see guys like even guy like miguel cabrera and albert pujols guys like that were like hit, great hitters of our generation that they're mm-hmm. nearing the end of their careers or at the end of their careers you know i think it's important to, to kind of check in on those so i just want to get your thoughts now yeah. that he's out of the playoffs and Everyone's losing their minds. I don't have to watch him lose in the playoffs. It is, it is interesting though. Like it feels the NBA playoffs this year. I was watching the uh, the Mavericks game. I'm sorry. It, well, it was just on in the background. I was taking yeah. a nap, but um, it was I, it, it was, was the worst game of the force. Yeah, it was. It was awful. I it was it. What I watched it and I went, this is weird because I know that there's. It's not the. It's the same thing. I think we would have felt this year if Brady didn't play. Brady's not here. I don't know who's, I don't know, have, I don't have a de facto fallback plan, right? Like, I don't know who's going to win. I'm just going to pick where Brady's at because Brady's the best, right? Mm-hmm. LeBron's not here. So I can't just be like, well, I'm sure LeBron will gut it out and they'll win the series somehow because that's what always happens. Oh, Tiger's in the mix. Okay. If he goes to the final round, he's in the final group. He's probably going to, you know, you, like you just mm-hmm. have like these, these almost rules and sports now. And you don't have that in the NBA playoffs this year. And it felt oh. weird. It felt Oh, weird. you know who you do? You have Giannis now. Yeah, I guess, but it's not the same. That's good. <laughs> it's not the it's not same yet. If he, if he wins the championship this year, I think I think yeah. people with the fact don't just kind of go to that where it's like, all right, you have – it was 
See, the funny thing was, it was the Warriors for a hot minute. Yeah. It was KD for a minute, where it was like, if you have KD, you're probably fine. Yeah. And then and that, that like, really? And then he went, nah, just kidding. <laughs> His big toe was like, we're not going to let you do that. Yeah, he's going to average 65 points a night, and they're still going to lose by 10, and everyone's going to go, what happened to KD? And you're going to be like, see, you can carry team. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm ready for it. I can't wait. I love it. I told I, it. I, I told Josh that today. I said <laughs> I was like he was like he was like yeah I got either Milwaukee or the Nets. I'm like so Milwaukee. Yeah, I was like so Milwaukee. He goes can't count out KD. I was like didn't you lose in the second round? He's like that big toe of his. I was like God, yeah. we're gonna go with the big toe. Yeah, right. Whatever. That's I guess that's I guess that's my defaulting of well he had a player on the team that didn't know the score of the game so. Yeah. I guess it's going to go big toe. I think mine's worse. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. That's going to be the real end of this week's show next week. Mock draft USFL. Um, you know, we may check in on the tigers too. We'll be a couple weeks in at that point. That'll be fun. Cause everyone's falling apart on them already, but you know, I digress. Hopefully they can pull out a couple wins here, but that's going to be it for this week's show on behalf of the missing whale, man. He's the Merck zone, Mike Merkel. I'm the mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. We will see you guys as always next time. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs>